were just talking about uh, the X1 bros right here in between while the music plays. We have these long conversations, philosophical conversations, <laughs> and we forgot the show was on. <laughs> no, you actually, you hit it just right. Yeah. Like you stopped mid-stride and then went into that. Yeah, so yeah, they would have exactly. had no idea. No idea. How, well, how weird and unprofessional <laughs> we are off cam. Welcome, everybody, to the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox community. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us this week. As always, I'm joined by the bros, the X1 bros. First is the Mr. McSpicy. There he Hello, is. Hello, I'm here. Yep. Jordan the Man is here, as always. Hello. And I am here as well. We've made some adjustments to our microphones, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. more open. Now the camera's a little too high on Jordan, if you like look at Jordan. Oh, I'm actually just like <laughs> sitting up straight. You usually slouch, yeah. so. Yeah. This causes you to sit <laughs> up straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's making uh, you, I'm going to have to making, adjust some things. Making you pretty tall there. Well done. Well done. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we have Discord. Go join us on Discord. Um... <laughs> You know, it's a good time filled with positive gamers. We actually have a gamer strength thing there that I enjoy. I'm trying to lose weight and become a America's next top underwear model. Oh, good for you. That's my goal. Yeah. How close are you? Not very close, but I'm, a, I'm improving well, every day. Good. <laughs> Anyways, I go, I post my progress over in gamer strength, not pictures or anything, just of like, hey, this is what I did for my workout today. Mm -hmm. One day, shirtless pictures will be coming, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> for those tier three supporters. The tier three supporters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to a special site for those. Yes. Uh, anyway, so head over to Discord. Join us there, x1bros.com uh, forward slash Discord. Hit the Discord button and come join us. Morning streams are finally going to be back. Guess what? The issues we had with YouTube, what YouTube was doing is not processing our videos for like 48 hours. It is gone. It has subsided. And so those will be back this next week. I had a lot of people DMing me, asking me about that. Uh, apologize. It was a thing on our back end with YouTube that we were waiting on getting fixed. It appears to have been fixed. So stay tuned for that. So what is the, the daily morning stream? Mr. McSpicy, what's the daily morning stream? Uh, well, David, that's very me. good streamer and guy, by the way. Hey, that's props um, to this guy. Thank you. You're, well, you're welcome. And he's going to be an underwear model someday. So. Yeah. This is his start. Aspiration. Of, Hashtag aspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is his origin story until that happens. <laughs> the origin story. Yeah. Um, no. Daily, the daily news, David hops on, chats with chat for a little bit, and then just goes right into some stories. It's really cool. It's a really good way to stay informed and chat with David. Yeah. So yeah. come do it. Jordan, the man streams Monday and Wednesdays. Jordan, what'd you stream this week? Resident Evil. Oh, Dirty. Let's jump right Village. into Resident Evil. So last week you gave us your first impressions. Uh -huh. yeah, By yeah. the way, Jordan streams Monday and Wednesdays, everybody. So come join him. YouTube.com uh -huh. forward slash Bros. Resident Evil. Last week you gave us your first impression. You said in big, bold letters <laughs> with the Jordan stamp of approval on it that as of right now, this is my game of the year. Yeah. Diving in deeper this week. Does that remain true or is or is it less than expected? Uh, no, it's still true. As wow. of as of right now, this is my game of the year. It's wow. numero uno. I don't think it'll drop by drop down unless like three other games blow my mind. But yeah. uh, I don't think it'll drop past three. Yeah. With what's coming out this year, so we'll so we'll see. I mean, it's only May, but as of right now, uh, it's really well done. So you like it? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. It's really good. It's how they how they tell their story. I think we were talking about it last week. How they present you with a mystery, and basically getting you to progress forward to figure out what's going on the story the, just the way they tell the story is really good it's a linear open world which that i know makes doesn't no sense i know but it is <laughs> okay. but it is so what it's a linear open world that's it's the best way to describe the game and once you start playing you'll kind of understand like okay it's uh, all right you know there's so is there another game that you can compare like linear open world to um dark souls 
Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah. S- okay. So it's it's op- it's a linear open world within areas. You can go wherever. Well, what's cool about Resident Evil, which is also what's cool about Dark Souls, is I would say Resident Evil is maybe a one tick more open worldish than Dark <laughs> okay. Souls. You know, because it's not an open world. I don't want to say it's an open world game. The best way to describe it is a linear open world game okay. because it, the story does progress you in a very specific direction. You have to do certain things first, but as you do those certain things, you unlock different parts of, let's say, the village. You can you can always go back and explore the village to get new treasures that you found. To get uh, there's almost like Zelda s style stuff where like, oh, I have this crank to the whale na- well now. I can go to the well and use it and then there's an item there or that unlocks something else or I now have this item that unlocks bridges and stuff which leads me to a new area that I can go and explore they have basically side bosses within this open world for example when I went to go hunt a treasure there was this crazy side boss that I had to fight that had nothing to do with like it was just completely off to the side you didn't have to do it you didn't have to uh, pull up some gameplay I'm curious if there's anything that shows off this world the world that you're you're talking about now what makes it what makes it the game of the year for you? Like, what is it? What is it that sets it apart for other games you've played so far? Um, is I it would the say, story? Is so it the I would say the mechanics. I would what say exactly? I like how the world is set up. It's, I, it's hard to describe, but it's a linear open world, kind of. You know, it's it's that's that's what it is. But that's the best description. Well, what's really what's really cool is is how fresh the game stays. If if that makes sense. For example, yeah. the first part of the game. Uh, very early on, you go into the castle, which is what we've been seeing in all the promotional material. And the castle is very uh, Resident Evil like 1 and 2. Like you're in the mansion. Uh, Resident Evil 2, you're in the police station. It's very convi- confined, claustrophobic. There's locked doors. There's people chasing you. There's things popping out. It, you know, it gets crazy, right? It's very claustrophobic, right? Yeah. It's It's got that Resident Evil 1 mansion vibe. It's yeah. got that Resident Evil 2 police station vibe. Well, even right here, what we're watching is he's traveling, this guy's traveling through the woods. Yeah, this is literally how the game starts. And you can only see what's directly in front of yeah. you with the flashlight. Because it's dark. And then, so you go through that whole it sequence. It looks beautiful, though. Yeah, wow. the, it's really good looking game. I mean, there are scenes that I've just like dipped my toes in. I haven't played this. But little things that I noticed, there was a scene... I don't know, Jordan. Was it with a with a baby? Yeah, ne- like, next gen baby. Yeah, next gen. It's baby. actually one of the best babies. I've, it's actually <laughs> the best baby I've ever seen in a video game. Really, but it's the, the next gen baby. I believe it was the mom of the baby was like setting out dinner, and you know, in games where they have like drinks yeah. and liquids in pots and stuff, and it's always just like it's a solid, a polygon solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like. We're we're at next. You know we're at next level gaming when it sloshes. Really, <laughs> when it sloshes she and she puts the the ladle in, you know, and changes it and stuff like that. That do you know how many polygons that takes? <laughs> that we're at a we're at a very special place so in just gaming. Detailed, yeah. yeah, very detailed. So just going back to the like the game staying fresh. So that first section with the castle, it like I said, it feels very one Resident Evil one and two, and then you go to this the next section of the game, and it is a one complete 180 difference from the first section of the game like it's a completely different gameplay style and different i guess attitude and it really i i think it keeps the game fresh because you're not just going okay clear this zone boss fight clear this zone boss fight yeah right it's it's very well done like it keeps things right then you go to the next zone which is another different experience they they do a really good job going back to the details which adds to the atmosphere is the atmosphere is amazing yeah, I mean, just so, watching it, it oozes atmosphere. That's, I mean, that's oozes. That's, that's apparent just from 
the visuals with no sound. Whoever had the idea back in Resident Evil 7 to go first person and whoever is their first person engineer did first of all that was an amazing idea and whoever like engineers the first person camera angle I'm sure it's a whole team but hats off to them because you feel like you're in talking to these people like when they don't, there's no traditional I guess cutscenes I mean yeah. there's maybe one or two here and there but how they do their cutscenes is it's a conver- like this conversations like how we just saw right here on the live stream that lady came out and started talking to us Dude. it feels like they're actually talking to you yeah no it, it's it's a and that just adds to that atmosphere I mean you do just from again just from watching it you can tell it's immersive mm-hmm and then going back to uh, gameplay, uh, it's your typical gameplay. There's puzzles, there's combat, there's jump scares, there's super creepy as crap things. Like that second zone, I had to take a break. How creepy is your crap? Yeah, there was some, there was some weird, pretty creepy. Yeah, there's there's a, the the second zone you go to. Wow, like whichever guy had that idea, <laughs> you want to know how his dinner conversations go? <laughs> but it's it was it was yeah. I mean, that's the point, right? It was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, and it certainly did. But it's uh, g- gameplay, gunplay, it's tightened up from number seven. Number seven's gunplay wasn't bad, but this gunplay is better. It's tightened up, uh, which is kind of, a you know, the way they explain it in the lore is Ethan's kind of, you know, it's not his first rodeo anymore. You know, he's been through this once before. He can handle a weapon now. Uh, and then going into that, the upgrade system. It's very, it's very much like Resident Evil 4 where you have a shopkeeper now. And the way you upgrade your guns is you you have a currency, so it's worth it for you to go out and buy or find treasures that are hidden throughout the world, because then you can take those treasures to the merchant, who's called the Duke, and you can sell it to him, and then he you can then take the money you get to upgrade your weapons. It's the progression is really well done, the atmosphere is really well done, the story is super cool, especially if you've played number seven and previous games, because there's a lot of nods to that. Mm. It's just well done. But you can play this standalone as well. If you've never played the others, um, just yeah, they have a you just so don't get the Easter eggs in the game. I mean, the more I get into it, the more I think I'm glad I've played the series. Sure, I would say if you played seven, you would get what's going on because you'd know all the characters. You'd have more of an attachment to them. You know? Sure. Okay. Uh, the other ones, there's more so just Easter eggs and stuff in there. Obviously, it's all in the same universe, but there is a video on the main menu that says it's basically a previously on, and it kind of it tries its best to catch you up before jumping into this one. You, I think you can play this one standalone, and I think it's a good one to get into because I think it's the best one they've done. But uh, it does benefit you to play number seven, or at least know the story of number seven. Yeah. So, but no, it's it's my game of the year right now, and I haven't even played Mercenaries mode yet. Well, I'm a, another game mode they have. I'm there. excited to jump in. I actually have it downloaded on. Both my TV and then my 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 bedroom, Ooh. my office <laughs> gaming console as well, so that I can play my. I want my wife wants to play this with me. I think it's a good like story game. Well, didn't she grow up play playing together. Resident Evil? Yeah, she enjoys Resident Evil. Yeah. So we actually went went through the Resident Evil Two remake together. We didn't finish it or anything, but it was just fun to go through. So I think and I think this suits that really well. Another thing I want to say is the since we're watching this like scene here, the characters are super intriguing. Two characters in particular, but. The characters you get to meet and talk to and interact with, given most of them are, you know, not your friend, they're really intriguing and you want to learn more about them. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, big news with Xbox and China and Xbox China. Xbox is coming to China. All right. Oh, yeah, in June. That's right. Microsoft announced uh, earlier this week that the Xbox Series X and Series S 
will officially launch in mainline China in a few weeks on June 10th, with pre-orders starting as soon as next week from the Microsoft Store on Wednesday, May 19th. We're excited. Uh, this is from Xbox. We're excited to be able to sync with Chinese gamers into the new generation of games and experience the new generation of games with a high degree of immersion and compatibility. Games are a very creative way to express themselves, to stimulate our imaginations, to connect with each other in a vivid story. What's really exciting about this is they also signed a deal with Tencent, another deal with Tencent uh, for something for the future there in China as well. So where Xbox has always suffered in competing with the PlayStation is worldwide. It's It's been a very American, uh, and by America, I mean North America, South America. It's been American-centric box gaming device. <laughs> That's where Sony has has just crushed it. Interesting enough, Xbox outsold Sony in the UK last month. Wow. wow. Did not beat the Switch, though. The Switch well, is Well, who does? Dude, well, you can actually find the Switch. Yeah, the, the Switch, Switch you can find. I think, that, I think that's half the battle. <laughs> I can you can actually it. purchase that. <laughs> well, uh, no, that'll be interesting. I wonder what their projections and stuff are for China. Because I know, well, just like you were saying, traditionally, they don't do... I mean, I'm not saying they do bad in those countries, but they don't necessarily do no, the they've best not, they've not in done well China in and Japan. Yeah, in Asia. You know, you know. And I think their focus... I mean, if you, were, if you look at Game Pass... They've got a lot. I mean, Square Enix is over there. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of uh, JRPGs. Well, Square Enix is in Japan, right? They've got right, JRPGs right. on there right now that never has traditionally been of the strong suit of Xbox. And I think they're there in a pretty predominant way so that when they do go into Asian countries or even Eastern European countries that maybe like JRPGs a little bit more, then they're set up. Like they have the products that people want there. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be just to be interesting to see how well they do. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be an Xbox player. Yeah, it really is. Spicy. Any any thoughts that jump out to you on Microsoft China, Xbox China? That's a big market. Giant. That's a huge market. I hope I can still get my Xbox stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's so my I, only. I, cons- would, I mean, I'm happy, but at the same time, I, I want stuff too. I, That's a big. Really That's big a big, world. you know, order to fill. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of I also there. hope it uh, them going into China and stuff. I don't know who's who's making the uh, the Crossfire X game. Uh, isn't that a Chinese developer? Yeah, well, that's where it's popular. I China. hope uh, I hope it speeds up the process because I'm really excited <laughs> to play that game when they yeah. get the consoles over there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, if I mean Microsoft is going to have to, if they have a lot of orders to fill, does that mean that we don't get what we want? I don't know because that's a huge market. That's a massive market. That's probably a different factory. Oh, okay. Yeah, then they're we're probably, fine. They're yeah, a factory no, over no there. problem. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> so yeah. probably, they uh, probably have an American factory and then a China factory <laughs> yeah, or an that, Asia factory. That's how the world works. Yeah, it's probably. I guarantee it. No, but good for Microsoft for pushing this. Good for Phil Spencer for getting those relationships going, and everyone at uh, Xbox. That's super cool. I mean, I want Xbox to succeed. I want. I want all games to succeed. Really, that are great. Why did it take so long to get into that market? Um, probably. I mean, this is speculation, but I would think that licensing, I know that um, those countries over there are very loyal and uh, they don't like, they like to keep things in-house a lot of the time, Mm. if that makes sense. So I, I, that's what I think half the battle was is, because I I know, like I know why, like, for example, like if you take a game, uh, let's take World of Warcraft, for example, I know it released in a, in a like in uh, the Americas first and Europe. And then later, it, I think like it, 
for the original games. And then later it came to like China and stuff because they had to go back in and like meet the China standards. Like they, there couldn't be any like blood and gore and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But with a console, I wonder what the, like the, the regulations are, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. it could be, it could be a number. It probably yeah. is a number of things. I mean, I'm thinking of why Starcraft is so popular in Korea and that's because Korea didn't have, I mean, it didn't make sense for Nintendo nor uh, Sony nor even any of the other developers to translate games, even like Sierra, all these old developers yeah, yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the 90s. It didn't make sense financially to translate into, you know, Korea, the Korean language, except Blizzard um, kind of stepped up and helped with that. And they they didn't have a lot of internet like local internet in their houses. So they went to like internet cafes and stuff yeah. like that. And Starcraft really got really popular with the young crowd because there was a lack of consoles because there was no consoles or games that were translated into their language. So somehow Starcraft stepped in and they would go to these yeah. internet cafes, things like that. That being said, Starcraft did only have like a hundred lines, right? Altogether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I, what I'm saying, why I bring that up is maybe it's been, a difficult language barrier to cross, mm-hmm. maybe a, uh, you know, a translation slash communication barrier as well. I would, I would think this is me just being stupid. I, I, I have no idea, but there this was is me something. speculating that that's one of the many reasons that could, it could have been, I'm sure there's a lot of more smart people out there that would be totally on top of yeah. what, why and when and how, but I, it, there's at least we get it now um, another concern I have is you remember that game? Was it Atlas? What's that game that has 10,000 oh, oh, yeah. servers? Yeah. Uh, where there's basically a war between, um, uh, the, the Americas yeah. and China over the, uh, <laughs> the ocean. Yeah. So my concern bringing that game uh, up is how many sheer numbers of gamers there are in China and how terrifying that is to have an open world game just completely flooded with those gamers and there's no space for us anymore. Well, as long as you have regional servers, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, if as long as as long as they still keep in mind that we're here too cuz I mean, we're we're going from we're becoming we were the 80 percentile, you know, people that game in western society and we're going to be crunched down and squished down to like 10% of the entire package now that these yeah, consoles the are going over there. of Asia is huge. And I could be just speaking out of my butt. You know, I just could be making things up. But that's the only concern I have is having servers that aren't flooded. Especially if they bring Atlas well, out. Yeah, and I think of like H1Z1. Remember when we played that? And well, that it was, was just... That was a developer issue. Well, it's and it's a, it was a developer issue that allowed Chinese players onto uh, Western servers. Yeah. And not saying we shouldn't allow them. We should absolutely allow them. It's just when you put that kind of, I mean, they're, if you look at a globe, they're here, we're here, there's going to be latency, and it causes just problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, well, and they had, I mean, that wasn't, H1Z1 had a lot of issues. <laughs> it did. It did. Because uh, there was, ha- yeah, there was, there was, there was, that was, that was a developer's thing, though. You know, that was. That was pretty, yeah. <laughs> I know, that's, yeah. But so uh, there are, I mean, they, Xbox has a lot of challenges. What I'm, what I'm getting at is they're going to have a lot of challenges. It's cool to see that they are breaching maybe some of the community, uh, the language barriers and things like that to even enter the market, which is awesome. 
Um, but I, I hope it succeeds. I always want all consoles to do well so we have more competition and better things for consumers. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm just BSing it now, but cool, David. That's what I think, David. <laughs> yeah. It is the 20th anniversary of Xbox, too, so it all kind of lines up yeah. together with that. This year, uh, so I think November 15th is the official 20th an- anniversary of Xbox, but Xbox has been out for 20 years, as well as the Halo franchise. Yeah. So there's a lot of they they're kicking off Xbox is kicking off their 20th anniversary celebrations. Uh, I think it was this week. They have new merch, wallpaper, screensavers, all this cool stuff. I'm sure we'll get more stuff, you know, leading up into uh, November. It's funny when you this. said wallpaper. For some reason, I went like old fashioned on your. That wall. would be cool, like an Xbox <laughs> wallpaper. No, sorry, uh, screensaver wallpaper, yeah, like yeah, for computers and stuff. <laughs> no, Digital wallpaper. Uh, but uh, really cool. Do you remember the first game you played on the original Xbox? Mine was. Probably Halo and Fusion Frenzy are like the two that I just played all the time. I think yeah. it was Halo. Mine was Halo. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you how big of a game that that was. That yeah. Well, you bought an Xbox to play Halo. To play Halo, yeah. That's why you bought one. So you could land party at your friend's house. Yeah, 20. It was, it was Halo because I went through with my friend Christopher Ferguson uh. and we did co-op Halo. Halo, uh... Shout out to Christopher Ferguson yeah. from 2001. From 2001. <laughs> or 2002. 2001, I think. In so. between, we play Animal Crossing and bring our memory cards to go to each other's islands. Yeah. On Animal Crossing, yeah. So Anyway, yeah, 20 years for Xbox. Uh, so congratulations to them, and yeah, look how far we've come. Very far. I mean, when we first started, no one knew what ray tracing was. And now, now it's a shame not to have it. Now it's a know? shame. It's, it's a damn shame. What, what 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 resolution did we start at? Four like eighty, um, probably. And I think by then with the Xbox, it was. I don't think it was interlaced because three sixty was HD and that was seven twenty, right? Did it go up to ten eighty? No, but wasn't it like seven twenty? No, yeah. yeah, it was twelve eighty by seven twenty. Yeah, it probably was four eighty. Yeah, yeah. Was Old YouTube school. even around at that point? YouTube started after the the Xbox. It wasn't at 2000 and because Xbox was 2001, so YouTube was 2005. That YouTube started, and this was before Google owned it. Yeah, so so before YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, gaming back in the day, you didn't have all these tutorials yeah, and how-to yeah, it videos. Was just, you had to do it. You had to figure out the things on your own, yeah. unless you got that issue of Nintendo Power. Yeah. And they did it for well, you. There was yeah. a PlayStation one as well that I would always. And get. Then there was like PC well, the, magazine because the and disc. Stuff, you know? no, that's right. The discs yeah. would come with the, the demo demos. Disc. That's yeah. how you got the demo games. As the <laughs> magazine, you'd be like, "Awesome, we'll do demo discs." <laughs> yeah, and then Xbox. Metal Gear Solid. Let's do this. What was the Xbox magazine? I think there was an official Xbox magazine, yeah, but I know there was like Xbox. PC Gamer. I see. I don't even know when Game Informer started, which was kind of like everything. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. So anyway, it's just kind of fun to think how far we've come in just 20 years because it's kind of a relatively short period of time. Do you think magazines will ever make a huge comeback? Magazines? Yeah. No. They are interesting to flip through. Yeah, but you can technically flip through them on your phone. Yeah. Even you can get the swiping like I the pr- page I prefer I prefer the hard copy. Every time I like go into GameStop, they always look at me like, hey, do you want to switch to the digital edition? And I go, no, no, I want the physical. And they like look at me like. It is nice. Why? It's nice, like, <laughs> like flipping through I do. a magazine. I don't know why. Yeah. It is. But remember, so remember, like, you'd go to the grocery store, you'd go to the magazine section, and they would just have, like, a whole huge row. And it would be, like, every niche hobby you could think of had a magazine. Woodworking now, Weekly. Now I go to it, yes. and there's, like, ten magazines only. They're all fitness. And it's, like, fitness ones, yeah. And then, That's like, three gossip ones, right? Well, because like, like, people, people, then like people, people go, yeah. I want to be an underwear model someday. It's true. 
I need to buy a magazine and start my investment today. <laughs> That's why those still exist. Uh, but very cool. Yeah, 20 years of Xbox. It, I think Xbox is actually the only console that I was alive when it first came out, and I'm still alive now at the current gen. Yeah, Psychotic in chat wow. says, yeah. Psychotic in chat says my favorite magazine was Tips and Tricks. Brian F. says uh, OXM, and uh, Mr. Ryan Duro says... OXM was my favorite as well. lived lived for those demo discs. Because yeah. when when was the original Nintendo? The oh, like NES, like NES, like it, 80s. late eighties. See, I wasn't alive yet. Yeah, eighty yeah. something. When was the original PlayStation? I was probably the alive. The original for that. PlayStation was with Super Nintendo. The end of Super Nintendo. Yeah. So like ninety yeah. ish. So I was probably alive for that. I think. One. Okay, so yeah. I was alive for that one too. You were alive for that one. The Sony was original PlayStation. Oh right? yeah, yeah the it, if it was nineties. That's when I came. Was around. when Sega was coming out with all the disc attachments that you could attach to it, right? Sega yeah. Saturn. Yeah, and then Sony came out and crushed it. <laughs> the Sega Saturn. Yeah. The Sega thirty-two bit. Let's take a look. Starfield. Yeah. So we've not seen a whole lot, but what there well, are. Well, we're still not seeing a whole there lot. There are leaks that came out this week. <laughs> um, Spice, maybe, maybe we could. If you just type in Starfield leaks, I think. Yeah. yeah so there's we'll a so Starfield, left. the new game that is coming hopefully this year, uh, maybe next year if there's no con, you know confirmation. We'll find out this year at all the all the the events. Uh, the events that are going on because they'll tell us if it's coming out this year or not. So. Starfield, uh, earlier the, I think it was actually earlier today, it might have been earlier this week, uh, had some screenshots that were leaked. The reason I say we still don't know much about it is because the screenshots really don't show anything off. Um, in the screenshots, you can obvi- you can kind of tell they're obviously in some type of developer build, especially for yeah, the... Appa- apparently these were, r- rumor is these were from 20, a 2018 yeah. build. And that's the other thing, is they're from 2018, so... Really, look how crappy those graphics are from two years ago. Yeah, really, this doesn't give us any information at all. But I think it does kind of get the hype going because well, we made do me get excited, to know, you know there's a an, a company uh, called Axion. Yeah, and we Axion get to know Energy. that at some point in the game, there's a green helmet. Doom, Doom, <laughs> Doom. <laughs> uh, and that's Slayer. a cool looking helmet. Doom though. Slayer. That's Doom uh, Slayer's helmet. He's making an appearance. He's making an appearance. Yeah. It's a it's a cross universe game. No, it just it, it, to me it doesn't. I mean, it gets you excited. I'm excited for Starfield. I mean, this is cool. I mean, I don't know if it's cool or not. I guess it depends on what side you're on. If you're a developer or not. But I mean, it's it's always fun when we get to see images like this. But given that they don't show anything, well, and even so, we're and looking that at, they're from 2018. We're looking at a green helmet on the right. What the hell am I looking at on the or on the left? What the hell am I looking at on oh, the that's right? The, door. Uh, that's, that's a support door. beam for the Is living room. Is it a room. door? It's a door. No, it's a support beam for the living room. It's, yeah, it's I could up be to looking, code. Yeah, I could be looking at the ceiling. It could be. I don't know what what it is we're looking at. These are I some mean, interesting. The like, other thing is, if if you were to go to the other screenshots, there's one that takes a screenshot of kind of like the. I assume it'd be like the bottom right hand corner of the screen, which is kind of showing like a, a UI. Uh, it says yeah. zero zero. I would assume it would it be looks like bullets a, or something like, like that, or you know, down there as well. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's one. a good. I assume it's something to do with your inventory or bullets or who knows. Uh, but the other thing that gets us is. Game development goes through a lot of changes. In this picture, if you're watching lives especially, you can obviously tell that the one on the left is some type of developer build, test, whatever, you know, something sure. that they're trying out. But the fact that these are from 2018, I mean, all this could have changed. Could have changed three or four times is, from is now. Is that a cutscene or is this, is it a third, Is it, have they confirmed it's going to be a third person game? I, I assume it's going to be just like uh, Skyrim and Fallout where you can choose third or first. Well, but Skyrim and Fallout premiere mode is first. 
Yeah, and if you actually scroll, there's some more screenshot that say. Uh, I'm not on that same at. site you are. There. Let me bounce out real quick and go to. There's another screenshot that says, I think the person that tweeted out said, here is one from first person, and he took a picture of the floor. <laughs> so that's, that's, again, I'm not trying. Okay, I feel <laughs> that's yeah, so, that, uh, that's how you tease, man. Yeah, that no. is how you tease. Again, I don't want it to sound like I'm not knocking on anybody or anything. All I'm saying is let's just let's let's control okay, yeah, ourselves yeah. here, because one, you can obviously tell that one of these pictures is got to be from some type of developer build or like a test environment that they're testing new stuff in or or something, right? Because you know they. They go. They throw stuff this into a is, test environment. The yeah, that's the one about. I'm talking about. Yeah. You're tired of all these third person Starfield leaks. Here's one in first person, and I don't even know. Yeah, he's looking at the ground. What we're like <laughs> upside down. So, but uh, but the big thing for me is again these are from supposedly they. I mean, reportedly, nothing. None of this is confirmed, right? But supposedly these are from a 2018 build, and that just made like that whole UI could have changed four or five different times during the course of development. You know what I mean? Uh, when they develop games, like a lot of this stuff may still be placeholder. It may still just be like first renditions of what the UI is going to look like. You, know, it, it's just so. It's, I, I think it's cool that we're we're getting excited for Starfield, and I'm excited for Starfield. Uh, I hope it's in the top three of my games of the year with Resident Evil, but we'll see if it comes out this year or not. But I just, I'm just saying, you know, it's not. We're not getting necessarily. Yeah, still made news. Yeah, any, I have any been new seeing, information. I have been seeing a lot of people. So, so Starfield's super exciting, but. Going back to a game that's already released, that made Assassin's Creed, oh, the Valhalla, DLC, the the DLC. I've been seeing a lot of people stream that, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really fun. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla: Wrath of the Druids, the new DLC Wrath available of now. The Druids. It takes us to the land of Ireland. Yes, the land of the Druids. The land of Ireland. There's, uh, from what I've read, I've not played it yet, but from what I've seen, there's about twenty quests, and it should take you anywhere between, if you're playing on like a normal mode. Yeah, and just kind of playing the game normally, so we're not talking speed runs. We're just talking about a normal playthrough, anywhere between ten to twelve hours, which is not too bad for a for a little DLC pack. No, so. not bad at all. It's and the game g- does look good. I, I Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a really, I love that game. Yeah, it's really fun. I actually never finished it, but I because I'm stupid and I spend all my time trying to hundred percent it. Yeah, in <laughs> Sussex, and I still have I've, I've, I'm like ninety hours in, not even close. Did you finish the main story, correct, Ren? No. Oh, you didn't. No, so our barber, that. our barber is currently upset with me because he keeps telling me I got to finish it. So it's my yeah. goal to finish it. I know. It's before I start. I think I want to try and finish that one before I start. Well, Mass Assassin's Effect. Creed. All now, where does this stand in? Because it did have a different feel than the other Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Better feel. Not as good of a feel. What? What do? You, where do you think this will stand? Hmm. The test of time I, in history with, I with think Assassin's it, Creed. I think it depends because Mark and I actually have different perspectives on this. I like this feel better, mm. but I really like my build of, like, I like this combat better. Okay, he's and, a, and I in know, your face kind of combat. Yeah, guy. one I really like to parry. I have a setup to parry really well. Uh, you know, I I'm okay not. Ha- yeah, I I like this combat a little bit better. I know you had uh, you didn't like it because of stealth elements, which you're right. It's not as stealthy as the other games. They, it's, it's definitely not. It seems like the developer is sick of stealth games. <laughs> like they're just straight up. I'm just gonna make all the perks for stealth suck <laughs> and impossible to use. And then unlike the mechanics of the gameplay as well, make it so you cannot. It's impossible to stealth. Even with like raiding is where you really notice yeah. it. Yeah. So you have to you have to go 
You have to like, if you're going to stealth build, you have to hybrid build just so you can pass certain parts of the game. This one and the last game, they kind of started doing that. The one before that, it was still kind of stealthy, but I don't like that because I personally like stealth builds. Mm-hmm. I like stealth mm-hmm. games. Whereas Jordan, he's he's you know he's a Warcraft player. You know he's bred that way. He goes in, he has the action combat. He goes in, kills things. This is great. Let's move on to the next you know thing to do. Whereas I like to, I, when I play Far Cry. I save my game before I enter one of those towns or like, you know, pivotal locations. And if I don't get a 100% stealth, you know, finish of that location, I'll go back to my save. And it's, it has nothing to do with, you know, achievements or anything. It's just how I like to play the game. Yeah. I w- I feel a sense of accomplishment by stealthing everything. Well, it, so- it, it sounds like what you're saying to me is... You feel that they took Hitman and turned it into James Bond. Uh, I mean, it still has aspects of James Bond (laughs) or or of Hitman. Like, there's still, it's still there. And I got to say, I love the game. I still think it's a great game. It's just, I think the developer doesn't want you to be an assassin anymore. (laughs) I think he wants you to be a frontline soldier. Yeah. I think that's. Well, there are certain parts of the game where it forces you to come out of stealth. As opposed to having the option to do it stealth, and I'm not talking about main missions. I'm talking about like side stuff too. Like it forces you. To- well, I have, I have, I have this complaint. Okay. And I and I and I'll preface this with I love I love being a Viking and I liked the action combat as well. But um, Duro, aka Ryan, in chat basically says what I have. He said I was about 20 hours in and barely made it to England. I, I think, yeah, that's true. I, I think everything. that 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 it. It's a demotivator. Uh, just get me, get me to the main story that you've been showing off faster, and then introduce me to mechanics or side quests yeah. throughout. Mm-hmm. I think they, just, they, I think it took a little bit too long, and I, and since I knew, well, I'm not in England yet. Well, because we were, already, you played a couple days later, and so me and Jordan are already talking about, hey, have you done this? Hey, have you done this? Well, but, but, and you're stuck in that. Well, zone. but in fairness, too, even if, even if you guys weren't talking about that, I know England is the main part of the game. Oh, yeah, the developers the show, yeah. never talked about being in in oh, Norway yeah. or or wherever they were. They Iron Man three it. They Iron Man three it, and well, and so I just think for, for Forza Horizon Four suffered from the same thing. You can't have too long of a prelude. Unless that prelude is just 100% badass that sucks you into the... Like, it, it's a demotivator, in my opinion. Well, because you want to get all to, the, to all the mechanics of, you know, England was the big show-off land. You wanted to explore England. Well, it gives me, you want to get to the, the settlement mechanics. Well, it gives you me anxiety because I want to fully experience the game in, in this type of situation. And I see, like, there's all these things to do on this map, but I want to get to England, where the main game really starts. Mm-hmm. And if you were to rush it, if you knew what you were doing and to rush it, it's four hours until you get there, at least. Yeah. You know? It, so, it could have been a cutscene, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it was a bad uh, storytelling choice. Yeah, and it's it's discour- I would just agree with that. It's discouraging to start out like that. I mean, it's Horizon 3. Right or no, Horizon Four? four. four. Yeah, Horizon Four. You're, yeah, oh yeah. Horizon Three is the masterpiece. Horizon Four, you want to race with your friends, but they are forcing you. They're basically cutting off your internet feed, so you can play it in May, play it in July, play it in November, and you get it. It's a racing game. I understand that. Yeah. 
So just let me play but with my friends. I do think I do think with Forza it was actually worse because I don't necessarily think you need a tutorial for a racing game. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's racing. Just say gas, brake, <laughs> reverse, go. You yeah, know, that's, <laughs> and that's I. Do you think it's kind of a trend that developers are trying to well, force gamers into this tutorial that is lasting too long? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's. I think they're taking too much time, putting too much thought into it, thinking that it's just it needs to be just as playable as the rest of the game. When in reality, I want to just get to the main game. I'm trying to think of a game that does like a prelude, quote unquote, really well. Can you think of one that took takes a lot of time? And I don't think so. Most games where you're sucked in right away. For instance, I'll give you a prime example: Skyrim. Skyrim is a cutscene, a five-minute cutscene that well, not even drops you right into the game, like yeah. immediately you're into the game. And there'll be like menu menu pop-ups, tutorials. But that's it, and you're in the game. You're, well, and you can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, Skyrim doesn't tell you, you know, what to. Like, you come out of that that cave is essentially your tutorial, and then you come out to the world, and it just says, "Go." Red Dead Redemption Two had you in a sort of tutorial zone, but not really, because it was three missions in the snow area. And they were just introduced. It was very story driven. It was still. For, it was more engaging. I, I know think, for a lot then, of yeah. people, though, it was still very slow yeah, paced. Yeah. yeah. No, Slower than they're used to. It's I, I can give you a good example of it done really, really well. Yeah. And that's Grand Theft Auto V. It starts you off in a prelude in Canada oh, yeah. where you rob the bank. That is, but one mission. That thing is like action packed, sucks in. But as it's doing it, as you're going into the bank, it's saying, okay, this is the button to crouch. Yeah. Okay, this is the button to do this. This is the button to do this. And it's one mission, and it sets the stage for the entire game. It does. And it's a, you don't realize you, it's a tutorial. Introduces you to introduces you to characters that you don't realize either. They're, they're, that's, Teaches that's, you the main mechanics yeah, of the game. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Exactly, because it's one mission. What, what do you think it takes? 20 minutes total, maybe? Yeah. And it sets up everything, and you get to you get it, they they do a really good job. You don't need four hours to tell us how to aim a gun. Yeah, and I just think that's lost time. And I yeah. wonder, I wonder what because they'll know it. They know they'll know the data on their own game. What the average player played, and how many people dropped off before making it to England. Yeah. Well, like, I wonder what. I wonder what I uh, want to know what Forza Horizon. Yeah, Forza are, Horizon. Yeah. I know like any achievement I got, it was rare because <laughs> no one got past the first four hours. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like because you know it always it would always pop diamond. But, yeah, the diamond rare achievement. I was like, <laughs> this seems like a normal. I just found a garage. You know, I got a, okay, sweet. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one, I guess no one played this far. Yeah, um, and I just um. Yeah, I think you're right, though. Grand Theft Auto is a, a really good example mm -hmm. of doing it right. One mission or one... For instance, in a Forza game, you can do that with one race. They could have done it with one race and maybe had all three seasons in one race. Well, yeah, kind of like they had at the demo yeah. at uh, E3. The one Jordan couldn't beat. Yeah, yeah. remember? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They didn't get a t-shirt. I cannot believe she did not give you a t-shirt. <laughs> that was funny. She did yeah. not. Yeah. yeah well, it's because I, re I, I rewound too many times, so the time went too high. But I, I was, like, trying to do stuff. She was, like, even confused. She's like, you didn't... Wait, did you not make it? <laughs> Get back in line. <laughs> so what we're talking about is E3 2019. That was a while ago, yeah. 2018, 2019. They had we we were able to play um, on you know 
this game before it released, and they had us play basically what you see as the opener of the game, which is where the jets fly over and you're going throughout the different seasons. If you beat that, you could get a shirt and Jordan miraculously <laughs> didn't win. Didn't beat the game mode that everyone's supposed to beat. It was designed. To- well, you were just, you're yeah. probably trying to be perfect. Yeah. Let's rewind this. Okay. Yeah, let's let's get this right. Let's do this. right. So it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. She's but like, I didn't get well, it. So. Get back in line. Maybe you'll get <laughs> yeah, the lucky next you time. Can try again if you want. <laughs> so anyway, so we have a uh, Assassin's Creed new DLC coming out. We have another big one. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is out today. It dropped today. Yeah, and that's very exciting. I'm you excited. guys were ta- you guys were talking about it, watching it. We've yeah, not played. We talked it. about it during the pre-show. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the yeah some funny things in it. Oh yeah, the, the, the lip sync looks kind of funny. No, I'm but, yeah. really, really excited for Jordan. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, was it last night? Today, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, last night today. Okay. Right. Um, for those of you that haven't played a Mass Effect game, I am jealous of you guys right now, guys and gals. This game series is amazing, and you'll be able to experience it for the first time. That's what I was telling Jordan before, or on the pre-show. Uh, with everyone else, just how lucky people are to start experiencing this game again. My favorite is still Mass Effect 2. Uh, Jordan, you wanted to play the first one. I told Jordan, just play Mass Effect 2. Just, <laughs> just, just go right into it. Just go into the meat of it. But I think you're going to go for one. You're going to yeah, just play just the gonna, series. Yeah, one, it's going to be my summer goal this year is to play through Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Mm. So the Legendary Condition is a remastered version of 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and one so package. what did they do to this game to make it a remaster? Did they just like... They just went through and upped the graphics. Uh, they made sure there was no butts in the way of the <laughs> oh, yeah, screens or anything like that. And that's a shame. Then, I'll be honest. One of the best parts. One of the best parts of Mass Effect uh, Two was Miranda. I'm just gonna be there. You know, I'll be that yeah, guy. Yeah. They but. just just basically tried to make the graphics more modern. And actually, we were watching the a little bit of gameplay of the first game right before the show during our pre-show, and it doesn't look that bad. So like the remastered stuff that they did, the the what would you call it updated textures and and even i we were kind of sometimes the lip syncing did look a little funny but for that old of a game it actually looks really decent uh, yeah. i think they actually did a good job on the remastered and that was just the first one so the second and third one will look a little, little bit better because they're obviously newer and had newer stuff at the time anyway yeah but uh, no and then david was telling me before the show that they or was it someone in chat they were telling me now i kind of know the general ending of mass effect 3 because it was you know the huge thing, right? It was, yeah. it was like when Halo 3 came out. It was just a big deal, right? Um, was it someone in chat that was telling us that they, they went back and they made some adjustments to the ending to kind of make people no, happy? because people were upset because basically why they were upset. I'll be, do this in a non-spoiler way. Okay. People, this is a game where I think they were one of the first developers to do this, where your decisions in Mass Effect 1 affect Mass Effect 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Everything you, not everything, but a lot of the decisions, and they're very, there are very major decisions, change the game for the next, ser- like the next renditions of the game, the next versions of the game, right? It just changed it. Your decisions, one of the great things about Mass Effect is your decisions actually mattered. The complaint was it was a very generic ending. Oh, okay. That was really what upset a lot of people. But I don't know. I, I kind of want to. I want to experience that though. I don't want to experience what it. You know. But maybe I like that ending. You know. Maybe I want the generic ending. You'll have you to know, tell I me what know. you think. So in chat, uh, they're saying they extended the ending. Uh, so I don't. Yeah, I don't. It sounds like a politically correct way to say we changed it. 
I don't but, think no, they didn't I don't, I don't change know. it. That yeah, yeah, they just Marshall, they just ex- yeah, Marshall, Marshall Chat, yeah, they just extended they, it. They wanted to make it. I mean, it's it's your it's the trilogy, and every a lot of people. The internet was loud and just saying, well, this that was a letdown. It was basically like, well, that sucked, kind mm-hmm. of a thing, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Do do you change it though? Or do you want the original experience? Well, I mean, that's the, why it gets hard with remakes. Here's the thing: know? this is not this is not George Lucas. This is not <laughs> twenty years later. They're changing it. This was still within the same development cycle. Essentially, it was like six months to a year or less after they came in, added to the ending. No, no, for the remaster they changed it, not the original game. That's what we're talking about. No, no, they, no, no. They, no did it, was, they did it do, at the time. Yeah, they did it at the. This oh, is not. Oh, this okay. is not. Yeah. So I thought. I thought. I, thought I, I was under the impression they changed it for the remaster. No, 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 no. It was. It was. It, no, the DLC was at the time. I remember that being like a thing. Yeah. So oh, it's, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. It was still in the development cycle of the game. So, ET does not have walkie talkies one running around pointing at the kids. Like yeah. it's not been George. You know, like it hasn't been. There's not wontons walking across the screen <laughs> because he didn't have the technology. An extra, an extra ring of fire when the Death Star <laughs> yeah, blows yeah. from the Death Star. This was still during the same oh, okay. development See, cycle. I was, like I said, I was under the impression they changed it for the remaster. No, no, no. Yeah. See, I've never played this game. Yeah, well, and it's you're, you'll enjoy it. Regardless, you're going to have a good time. Well, what, it's awesome. So, Commander Shepard is the man. So was it just like, because like uh, in chat, Marshall Ray says they, uh, they extended it. They extended the ending. They obviously did it in some type of patch. Did it was the original ending still there and it was just a different choice? You know what I mean? Like, what did they do? I'm, or how do you, I'm going to go ahead and let you figure it out. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, uh, we'll yeah. see. Let's just see. Let's just see what uh, you think. No, okay. That makes more sense. I'm sorry, everybody. I thought I was under the impression they changed it for the remaster. But again, I've never played these games. So I'm no. excited. Yeah. I'm excited to go through all of them for the uh, first time. So, um, And then last but not least this week, we had a big update to one of my favorite games. Uh, Rogue Company 2 came out with uh, their new Season 2 update, which comes with a new Rogue Mac, which I think is awesome. And then we have a, a new Battle Pass and a bunch of quality of life changes, uh, which I really like. One of the quality of life changes is you can look... They have a, a daily challenge hub. Now, so you had your daily challenges before that would earn you Rogue Bucks, or not Rogue Bucks, but the uh, Blue Dollars, whatever those were called. And you can use those to buy character skins and all that stuff. But what they have now is they now have seasonal challenges. So it's very similar. Uh, think of it's not as like Apex. Yeah, there's, it's not as many as Apex because it's just kind of like weekly challenges. But you can go in and it says like, hey, get three grenade kills. When you get three grenade kills, it checks off that challenge. You get blank amount of XP for your battle pass. I really like the weekly challenge. It keeps you something to do after your daily challenges. It keeps you something. It gives you something to do during the whole week. And it looks like they're going to go through each week of the season. They also added a, we have a new ranked mode. Well, it's not new ranked mode, but the ranked mode is reset because it's a new season. But they did add a new feature to the ranked mode, which we tried out this week and I really like. They added banning heroes, yeah. which is yeah. really cool. So each team can ban one hero at a time. And hero. you had a chance to try this out. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun. Who'd we ban? We banned Saint because we're tired yeah. of him healing we're, everybody. Yeah, he, yeah. Heals everybody. <laughs> he heals everybody. It's, yeah. it's frustrating. And who did they ban? They banned oh they banned Anvil, Anvil which was of, funny. Yeah, well it was, we thought it was a dumb pick at first, but then we thought of the map that we were on, and he can change the flow of the map. I've been playing Anvil more and more, and I think if you are good with Anvil, you can have the most of one of the most hardcore effects on a match. Yeah, influential. He's yeah, definitely an he's influential. Super influential character. because he, of that. Because of that barricade 
Mm-hmm. You can zone out. Uh, yeah, complete. he could just change the the entire look of the map for your team. Yeah. Yeah, he's he. Then that's uh, after thinking of that. Yeah, maybe maybe they were okay to shoot, you know to ban yeah. that character. It so. takes a little bit more skill, I think, in demolition to you be good with anvil, but in like. Um, Strikeout. Yeah, the game modes that don't matter. Let's just yeah. say it. So in strikeout, I'm when, just say it. when it's one point, it's really easy to dominate with Anvil. Yeah, you just go to the corner and run up down. to the point and throw it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, me and Jordan were talking about this. The game is balanced around demolition. Yeah. Oh, yeah Everything yeah. else is just for fun. But yeah. the only ranked mode is demolition. All the balancing in the entire game is for that. So that's why he would be an OP character in another mode because... That's yeah, yeah. not meant to be. He's no, not meant to true. be played that way. It's true. What do you guys think of Mac? I love him. I think he's an excellent addition. I, I think he's a counter to. Fl- I think he's a counter to Chalk and um, Burnout. What's her name? Uh, Scorch. Burnout. Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Burnout Paradise. Scorch. No, I think. He, uh, yeah, I think I he's think a count. She, I think he's a counter to heavy DPS character. Yeah, exactly. Because he his his passive is he comes with that extra armor. He comes with extra armor automatically. Yeah. The thing that is tricky about him is he has a flashbang that. Pops up. Oh, that thing dominates. That flash is awesome. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't realize how to use it at first, and it's charging. I'm like waiting for it, and then I didn't realize. Oh, it blows up. The (laughs) so you got to use it. Talk about zoning. Yeah, yeah. it hits everybody. Well, I think the only way you can avoid it is if you're behind a wall that's enclosed. So behind a wall that has a roof. Because for example, because what it does is you put down this thing, it charges up and it shoots a flash into the air, and it flashes everything in the. There's a bubble of uh, area. On the the side, on on that side of the map that you're on. So, what's cool? What's what's useful about it is, if someone's behind like boxes, right? It will still flash them because it's up in the air going over their cover if that makes sense mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i think the only time you can get away from it is if you're in an enclosed area and it can't see you so like behind in a building really so i think it's really good for zoning the points and demolition it i got i would all i would at least get one flash every time i used it there was one time where i got three flashes that was really cool mm. it, uh, it he's a cool character what's what's very fantastic about rogue company um, I mean, they're not of. It's not that popular of a game yet, but they. I feel like the developers are very serious about it becoming something big. The fact that they added bannable heroes means they are very interested in the esports professional scene. They want it to be a two two team co op, very fun to watch um, game to play. And they're doing the changes they're making. They're making characters that counter other characters. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, the last we had uh, Green Arrow. What's his name? I don't know that. Oh, yeah. Seeker. Seeker. He counters flankers, essentially. I feel I feel like he does a really good job at countering flankers, which there were a lot of flanking at the time when he was released. Um, Because of his uh, sonar things. His his arrows. Exactly. You can see them coming. Uh, I think they're doing a great job at, at balancing groups of characters that counter rock paper scissors but a lot further than that i think that's a sign of a very very good game developer that is interested in it becoming a uh an esports game if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i think that that character like you said it counters dps characters those are really really strong you know in the game so i think that they're they're specifically doing these balance changes adding these characters making bannable characters 
I think this game is going to go far. That's just my, I, I really like this game. I hope it does. And I think they're doing really, really good decisions on, on making that happen. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're using things to get it popular, like the Fortnite formula, which don't shudder what I say that if you don't like Fortnite. They have a really great store, really great emotes. It's a third person game. So you can see your emotes, you can see your skins, you can see your characters. The whole game is a formula for success. I think, and I think the developers are doing an excellent job. No, well, this this whole update because I really like the quality of life changes. Uh, the interface changed around a little. Like I said, the the new challenge system or the seasonal challenge, it actually even shows in a much better place what battle pass rank you are. So you're always thinking, oh, I'm level such and such. I should level up. I do think the battle pass is a little bit better this season. I agree. Uh, so um, there was like three items I enjoyed last season, but I feel like there's more items this season. Yeah. So I don't know what you thought of it. I think there are more. Someone someone messaged me and said that there's not more items. But for instance, there's two flyer backpacks or whatever. I don't even well, know what so they're there called. may not be more items, but they're Quality. better items. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there's, there's two items I care about. Well, like there's two backpacks on there that didn't exist in the, the last season. The, no, the last season I think had two backpacks. Well, I'm not it had one jetpack and one two that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. That's I the think thing. the higher yeah. quality. Yeah. Higher yeah. quality. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what. So no, it but, seems like a really solid season. I really like the addition of Mac, and I do agree with Spicy. High Res sees this as a big long term project mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Just, I mean, they, not only that, they brought in, uh, they, or they brought back a game mode temporarily. There's just so much to do. They have the the weeklies and dailies, and there's another one. Monthlies? I don't know. Whatever. Seasonal. 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 The seasonal. The seasonal. Apex. Which are, which we'll are call the those the apex. Yeah. Please. Uh, no, chat just reminded me, and this is a good thing to mention, is uh, the season two perk pack is out now oh. for Rogue Company. So if you're an Xbox oh, Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. They have. So Jordan showed yeah, me the an emote. awesome emote in it. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I, One of the best emotes in the game. I use it um, at least five <laughs> times during a match yeah. just to taunt my so characters. It's so it's, good. Uh, if you're an Xbox Live or sorry, if you're an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate member, you can go down to the store and go to the perk section. Mm. And there's a season two perk that you can claim. I think it's good. I forget the date. I think it's, it's good throughout the month. In June. But, I yeah. think so, June 1st. So go and claim it. it. It'll give you a little bit of gold, which is the in-game currency. It'll give you one of the best emotes in the game. And I think it gives you about, I don't know, 10 to 15 levels of battle pass rank. Well, so it's a nice little 15, boost. 15, yeah. I think it's 15. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, was it a week ago or two weeks ago, I complained about the Rogue Company battle pass. I said that would be my one criticism. They really stepped it. They did a yeah. lot better this, this run. Well, and can I say, again, I really enjoy that there's only 50 levels. I, you may say that, yes. Yes. I, I There's games out there that have 100 level battle passes. I don't, I don't care if they take the same amount of experience as it gets to 1 to 100 to do the same 1 to 50. I, would, I think 50 is a much better number. I think there's more valuable items than 50 because you don't have to fill 75 levels full of fluff. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I really appreciate the level 50 or 50 stuff and i appreciate that they give us like what 90 days i know it's like all right yes all right well it's not as daunting as other games where it's like you got you got two months to go and you're like oh my gosh it's it's like well why am i gonna play that i can't even get to level 98 this update i feel like me personally is a really good step forward uh for rogue company and I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of the season. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take some questions from the community to submit a question. You can do so each and every single week over at youtube.com forward slash x one pros. Hit the community tab. The question goes up there if you're a YouTube member. Let's uh, go to Dark Knight first. Dark Knight says, okay, bros, 
Mass Effect is out. Gotta ask what you will be running character build-wise. He says, I ran an, in the original trilogy, Manship Adept Paragon, trying to decide on if I want to go different this go-around. Magel Vanguard, but we will see. Spicy. No, yeah, and they use different terminology. to. Rem- I know what they are, but it's been so long since I played it. The the What I like to do, I mean, I'm just a magic caster in any game I play. Ask Jordan. We're playing Dark Souls right now, and... I, I love range. I love magic. Um, so I'm going to go the the one with the zero, you know, all the zero abilities. Um, I think, Jordan, I think you'd be Vanguard. I think that's... Yeah, I like to be like either a tanky character or an assault yeah. type character. So. Um, and Dark Knight's probably really mad at me for not remembering, but I can't remember. I don't know what they're called, but just using the zero abilities where you can... It's all the anti-gravity where... And I love this about Mass Effect. There's people... I, I actually really enjoyed... And it might be different now, but I thought the AI in Mass Effect 2 was really fun to play against um, when you're in combat. But they would go and hide behind walls. And I love throwing my anti-gravity s- spell around the walls. And it goes and hits them. And then they go anti-gravity and they just go limp and go above the... Uh, cover that they're in and then you just take them out it's such a satisfying way to play that game yeah mm-hmm. um you could also you know just go just like you're playing call of duty just go right in cover shoot shoot grenades all that stuff um but i that's i'm going to be playing this game again and i'm going to be playing it the same way i always play <laughs> uh the, the zero abilities whew, magic casters that's probably why i like jack so much is she's natively um, a zero. Magical. Yeah, she's natively magical. <laughs> um, but that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, Marshall Ray says infiltrator for the win. Oh, cool. David, nice. have you played? Nice. Did you play Mass Effect? No. Are you going? Are you play going the to? I, well, I played Andromeda a little bit. Yeah, see, that's uh, the only one I've played too, and everybody says, "Well." So, so here's the deal with Andromeda. It's an okay game. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. The uh, the I'll say. Imagine. Have you ever seen the show Twenty Four? Have you yeah, ever seen that yeah, show? Yeah. Imagine that show without Jack Bauer. Okay. This Andromeda was 24 without Jack Bauer. <laughs> you didn't have Commander Shepard for it's one thing. Just anonymous characters. It's just, you just didn't connect to the characters like you would Commander Shepard. I think he's an important person in that game. And there's more things than that. But, uh, but that's really like, I felt like when I played Andromeda, it was great. And I accidentally played it on hard for the first three months I played it, which you probably shouldn't do because I would get frustrated and everything. But I still ended up playing it. But it's good. It's a it's a great game, but it didn't have the same appeal as these three sure. games. A lot of people told me that it doesn't feel like a Mass Effect game. And that's the... I, it, I and agree. I don't know because I've not, you know... That was my first Mass Effect game. <sighs> And it's hard. It's hard for someone. Maybe someone can articulate it better. It's hard to say why, but I feel as though it didn't have the characters that you. It didn't. The game didn't allow you to grow, accustomed and grow the relationships with the characters that you did. And I think, I think they kind of removed that in order to push the story faster, so you'd get. Less story and more arcade combat. Maybe that's how to put it. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it just felt like you weren't attached to all the characters like you would have been 
in the other in the in the original series. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's like imagine imagine a James Bond mo- movie without James Bond in it. That's kind of what Mass Effect Andromeda was. And when you have that t- you know, that IP name Mass Effect, you're expecting to get the Mass Effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're expecting hey, 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 hey. the attachment uh. to those characters. <laughs> I'm gonna try and use that one over the weekend. You're expecting with a Bioware game, you're expecting to get that attachment. You're expecting to take your time and go through dialogue, have some awesome combat engagements, have decisions who lives, who dies, have decisions like that. And you're you're expecting to sit there and think, hmm, who should I woo? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys feel like uh, Bioware has kind of struggled? Yeah, the we've past, talked about uh, it a lot. I think years, yeah. I think Bioware is not the Bioware of old. Yeah. Hopefully this game but is we'll a see, step maybe, in the new yeah, direction. Yeah. They, this they game helps, it back. you know, and then they come out with Mass Effect 4, which is a direct sequel, right? Yeah. So. But I, 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 say, I say stuff like that. I have a very strong love for the Mass Effect series, and I think if you have not played it, I'm excited for those that, that will be able to play it. I saw a chat earlier. I can't remember who said it, but they were sit- talking about how, how have you not played this trilogy yet? I mean, there's probably lots of people that haven't played it. It's just probably, you probably played other games at the time. Yeah, dude, I, was time. Playing, I was playing Gears of War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, so I'm a- Andrew Kulinane says, I loved Andromeda. It was a great Mass Effect game. The only bad thing was they only had one new race. Uh, it was a completely different galaxy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. You're in a totally new area. I mean, I mean, one of the great things about Mass Effect is walking around as Commander Shepard and you're like, I wonder if I can get a discount here. <laughs> and so because there are all these vendors in like the main hub of the store. And what's awesome about that game is you'd go, OK, if I supported you guys, would you give me a discount? They're like, sure. And then you go around, you you know, you start playing the game again and then you hear your voice. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is the best store in the like, galaxy. You sell ads? Yeah, you sell dis- ads as Commander <laughs> Shepard. And, and you do that so you can get discounts. And stuff. It's awesome. That's hilarious. This that is, is a, hilarious. And this is the best store in the galaxy. Let's take one more question today. Let's take it from Brian F. Brian F. writes in and says, Hey, bros, Xbox's E3 event is less than a month away. What are the top three announcements you expect to hear? Not necessarily want, but expect. Okay, top three. I'll go first. That expect to hear of we're gonna see Halo. We're gonna. I think they're gonna really hit Flight Simulator and Halo pretty hard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget Flight Simulator yeah. coming to the console on Series X, and then I think we get one brand new AAA look at, at a brand new IP that we don't know about, mm-hmm. and that's the three. And I fully expect each one of those. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, this is what I think. Is what Break I think, it down. Is what I think. So I guess this is, I guess what I, ex- I don't know if ex- if it expect is the right word, uh, more so hopes, I guess. I think we're going to get Halo as well, and I think we're going to get a release date. I, I don't know what the release date is, but I would venture to say either holiday or very, very early February 2022. You know what I mean? No, I think the release date is going to be October 6th. Interesting. Yeah. The very specific date. Yeah. All right. Give anyway. Me, give me a date, Spicy. Of what? Uh, release of Halo. Oh. I say October 6th. <laughs> I have... You're asking the wrong guy. December, I, December 10th. Uh, no. Everybody will, be, everybody, everybody will kind of be waning off the new Call of Duty looking for a new shooter. November. Bam. November's always November's a tough November's going to compete with some Call of Duties. No, you asked November's me. I'm tough. telling you okay, what I okay, think. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> November 28th. 
Is that Thanksgiving? Not bad. Not bad. The day after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Black Friday deal. No, so Friday. I think <laughs> I think we're going to get Halo Infinite and I do think we're going to I I think we're going to get a, a definitive release date. Mm-hmm. Now whether that release date is, you know, early next year or at the end of this year, I don't know. I think we're going to get some Starfield stuff. I don't really know if we're going to get right. a release See, date. I'm thinking yeah. I'm still in mindset like well, we gotta wait for the Bethesda conference. No, no, no. no we don't. Well, see, that's that's actually what I was gonna say yeah. for my answer is they are gonna double down on all the purchases that they made. Yeah, and they are gonna show why they made it. Wait, and not not show. They're gonna show why they made it by how they present it. Yeah. Do they announce a new game studio? Purchase? They probably do. They have every Another year. Another one. Yeah, I don't know whether it's big or small. They have Square for, Enix, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Halo Infinite with a, Halo Infinite with a release date. I think we at least see some gameplay of Starfield, whether we get a release date or not. I don't know yet. And then the third one, I really do think this is going to happen. I think we get Elden Ring release date. Ooh, Elden Ring. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors floating around. I think we get yeah. an Elden Ring release date. That'll be cool. Before we get to Spicy's picks. Oh, did I already not? Did I not give my? I have to do three. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Three expectations. Well, I, Hold on, but before we get to yours, I, you guys, before we get to yours, Cooper says I think they show Forza Horizon five and give us a twenty twenty one release day of this year. I prob you're probably correct there. Although I would like to see a hardcore Forza. Well, here's but I do think it's more marketable for Forza Horizon five, so I can't be convinced there. But I think actually we get a Forza. Anyways, uh, Duro aka Ryan on the date of Halo says I think it's going to be the 20th anniversary November oh, 15th November 15th of Xbox. Yeah, That's that, probably that makes, a pretty solid makes sense. guess there. Well done. H2Oer says as well 20th anniversary as well. Brian F says I'll get I think we'll get one big announcement like when back, backwards compatibility was first announced something like that. We might get that Nintendo announcement and, whatever that was. And Marshall Ray says I expect to see Xbox Design Labs 2.0. That'd be cool. Spicy. 3 Expectations, not wants, but <laughs> expectations. So we you went over the one. Yeah, like, they're going to double down on their acquisitions. Okay, and I think that's big. Um, do we get a new control uh, elite controller? I, no, I really think they should maybe go back to the design of. I don't know. I've I got my new no. one in, and I am loving it. Again. The the design of the elite controller is good. They should look into the parts they use, maybe. Yeah. Hey Jordan, who owns From Software? Bandai Namco. Well, I don't know if they own them, but Bandai Namco always is publishes. The publisher? Yeah, is always the publisher of their games. And who owns them? I don't know. I'll look. I'll look. Look, keep, because, keep going down this thought. Because uh, in a couple months, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are historically it's a wholly owned subsidiary. Bandai Namco Holdings. Okay. How much are they worth? Let's see if yeah, they can. What are they? What, what, How many what billions are, those are they? <laughs> How many billions are they worth that Microsoft? Well, let's see can, if Microsoft can go through yeah, the company uh, couch uh, again and get enough change to buy that one. Thirty-six dollars? No, no. Oh, that's <laughs> that's their stock. Really? Uh, well, thirty-six bucks. This one's on me. Yeah, I'll uh, buy it. Five hundred and seventy-one million dollars, approximately. Five, okay, so uh, half that's a billion. according to twenty nineteen. Half a billion. Half a billion. Oh yeah, that's pocket change for them. Yeah, that's. So, help give them a billion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just to be, you know, hey, here, take an extra. Let's say mm-hmm. they buy the people that do Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne and all that stuff, right? Um, maybe I could see them acquisitioning them 
a lot. I mean, look, yeah, Tales of Vesperia. These are all like very Japanese yeah. JRPG. Yeah. Well, Historic- and that's where I'm going with this. Historically, Microsoft has lacked in the JRP section, you know, the genre. I think Microsoft goes for Square Enix if they can. Which they can. <laughs> We're just throwing out anybody. You know, just, they go for Square Enix. They go for Bandai and Avco. And then they just check that off the list and say, okay, we have JRPGs now. We're going into China. We're going into Japan. Um, the only people left to buy is Sony, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, what I think is they're going to double down on all their acquisitions. And they're going to show why by game play at game trailers like they've done in the past... I think Microsoft does a great job at just showing games and not the fluff that um, other developers like Ubisoft does. Sometimes they just go right; they just talk about how yeah, awesome. I, I like their games, but uh, their conferences yeah. are terrible. Well, they they just talk about you know we're developers and these are developers and these are developers and we're making a better world for developers. And it's really hard to get excited about games when that's the message to gamers. In my opinion, I feel like just show me gameplay. Just show, get me excited about games. And I think Microsoft is going to do that, showcasing their acquisitions mm. by gameplay trailers and new games and that. That's I like what, that. that's I, like what that. I think. That's the much better way to do it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Duro Ryan in chat says they're going to delay the Elite 3 to add haptic feedback on the, the triggers like the PlayStation has. I do think that's coming. Everybody that has used the PlayStation triggers, yeah, they do amazing. say it's a very unique yeah. feature, very cool. So I do think that that perhaps we'll get that announcement on new controllers. You know, how cool would it be if it's already built in? It's just like a firmware update. It's like, oh yeah, we put that in there. <laughs> well, we just we, haven't activated we, we it yet. That wouldn't surprise me. We were just we were just seeing if it was people liked it. <laughs> yeah. That's how futuristic this box is. And you can just like double down on it. The, yeah. This patch adds, uh, this patch adds, you know, hardware attachments to it somehow magically. Do you think we'll get a slim a series X slim? <laughs> Not uh, yet. Or, or maybe like a, maybe like that. a, maybe like a discless one. Give us at least a no, year and a half. I don't think we get yeah. any of those. Yeah. Give us a year and a half to play our console. You know, what's first. funny is if they do come out with an Xbox series slim, it would probably look like the Xbox series S. Yeah, the S is the slim. The S is sexy. Sexy. That's what the S stands for. Sexy. The S1. The S1. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Hey, thank you very much, Brian F. Redding. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for listening. That does us for this week, guys. So if you haven't yet, head over to iTunes. Head over to Spotify. And rate, review, and subscribe to us there. Share us with your friends. Come subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't yet. The daily morning shows come back this week. And you have Jordan streaming over there. Big Spicy is probably going to start streaming as well. I plan on it. He's Hopefully gonna, I can. He's going to start streaming as well. So it's uh, we've got it. The content is here. The content mm. is glorious. It's glorious. It's amazing. I'm looking like, where's the... There it is. There it is. Oh, We're I'm out sorry. I didn't Four, have it on here. Three, Bye. two, one. Bye-bye. <laughs>